The following program is a part of the Movie Morgue Network. and the bees it's the start of summer so you know what that means marvel this time we discuss benedict cumberbatch and elizabeth olsen matching wits and cgi energy in doctor strange and the multiverse of madness then jesse buckley attempts to get away from it all with terrifying results in alex garland's men and finally we take a trip to our imaginary video store for the slashers i know what you did last summer and girls night out but before we get to all that, please help me welcome back to the microphone my co-host and the founder of the B-Movie BFFs website, Kelly Hogaboom. Hey, good evening, Tim. I'm so excited to talk about these four films today. Yeah, me too. Uh, it's funny because it was like when you told me that you wanted to do those two, I was like, oh my God, I, I, I really want to talk about both. I love I Know What You Did Last Summer. But yes. then I, I actually was thinking... Because I went and saw Men before you even picked it, so oh. I was thinking, "Oh, I'm going to want to talk about that," you know. So, like when you picked it, I was like, I was really excited about it. Oh my gosh, yeah. So I'm, I'm. I think today's or this tonight's a good mix of films because we have like the blockbuster, and then we have the weird little indie horror. And yeah, if if anyone's listening and and they have seen, I know what you did last summer, and they don't like it, they can get the fuck out of our podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, you might want to edit that little strong language. But I mean, seriously, it's like almost a perfect film. I love it so much. Uh, so uh, what have you been watching lately? Anything interesting? Well, yes. And I have before I talk about a more genre appropriate, I have to say that Benedict Cumberbatch is in my good books big time because I finally watched Power of the Dog. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know anything about it except that he was in it. I knew it was directed by Jane Campion. I, f I think she won the best picture this year for it. Um, or at least it got some Oscar nod. Mm. And that's all I knew. And I watched it and I was, I loved it. Have you seen it? I have not had the chance to see it yet. No, it's slow. So I, I truthfully don't know if you would like it. It's very slow, but I will say I loved it so much and it certainly has me thinking about 
the um the book because she the the director said she read the book and she couldn't stop thinking about it she made the movie but i will also so so i'm already like pro cumberbatch he it like changed my mind about him it's not like i didn't like him but i really uh, was <laughs> but i will say his american accents are not quite right as as skilled as he is as an actor he does that sort of john wayne thing that that some british actors do and it's just weird to me because he's obviously a very talented actor yeah, it, well, it always threw me whenever, like, when I first saw him doing Doctor Strange, right. um, I remember thinking, why didn't they just let him do his accent? I agree, I agree, because it was a little distracting, and yeah, it's so weird, because, like, I watched I watched Obi-Wan Kenobi a couple episodes to fall asleep to, and I'm like, Ewan McGregor, <laughs> you and I talk about him all the time, He, it's like, I don't know if he's a good actor or whatever, but he's really good at his accents, like, he, yeah. he, he really can pick up or drop, but... Benedict Cumberbatch, I don't know. And um, anyway, I, I loved Power of the Dog. Like, I'm kind of obsessed with it because it really uh, tricked me. It, I thought it was going in this direction, and it had a total different direction that surprised me. I loved it. And But, but a more specific um, uh, movie to talk about would be, I finally watched Gretel and Hansel. Um, oh, Oz, yeah, yeah. I saw that in the theater, yeah. Yeah, so I... That's my third Oz Perkins film because I know Same you and here. I both love The Black Coat's Daughter. Yes. Um, and I just feel like I, I'm i really excited for Oz Perkins projects. I just really have liked everything I've seen. And Gretel and Hansel was a bit slow for me, but it was still freaking great. And I and I really loved the soundtrack and score. It was so good. Yeah. I mean, no one's going to ever accuse uh, Oz Perkins of making fast-paced films. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> no, you know, but but that's okay. Um, I don't mind a slow film as long as I'm my my interest is kept, you know. Mm -hmm. And his films are all there. Uh, I the closest I can really come to as far as style, I guess, would be like David Lynch. It's very uh, uh, slow and hypnotic and mesmerizing, and um, uh, doesn't always make sense. Although I will say uh, Gretel and Hansel is probably his most yeah. linear. Yes, I agree. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, Although yeah. at the very at the very end, there's a little ambiguity there, and yeah, you know, same with um, I'm the pretty thing that lives in the house, which by mm -hmm. the way gave me a jump scare that took a year off my life. Because <laughs> like, the whole movie, I'm like, okay, fine, it's scary in a slow and atmospheric way. And I kind of relaxed, and then there was a so got you. frick. It got me so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but same with Black Coat's daughter. There was like, there were only a couple jumpy moments, but mostly it was that dread and yeah, um, yeah, and yeah, not fast paced. But as long as you know that it's that you know atmospheric stuff, I think I can't imagine. And he just takes so much care with his mood, and yeah. So I'm really excited about anything he does. Really. Yeah, I, I'm interested. I don't know if he has any more projects going right now, but I, um, uh, Black Coat's daughter was so good. It was so good. And I, I mean, it, both who is it? Uh, uh, Emma Roberts and uh, Kiernan Shipka. Is that her yeah. name? And Lucy both, Boynton was the third sort of right. Yeah. Uh, he gets such great performances out of those girls. Yeah, I mean, really, really good. And um, and also um, he got some uh, good performances out of uh, oh god what was his name he was he played the 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 guy that picked picked her up you know like he was trying to help oh what's his name? Remar James Remar oh James Remar 
And yeah. then his wife was, I believe, Holly. Um, um, what's her name? Lauren. Lauren Holly. Holly. Yeah. Lauren Holly. Everybody in that movie, it, it's a small cast. They all do so, such yeah. great work. And yeah. yeah. And same with Gretel and Hansel. Um, I don't know how to say her name, but Alice Krieg. Um, Elise uh, Krieg. Yeah. Yeah. Who I was telling Phoenix, my my oldest son, who's a horror buff like me. Um, I said, you know, Alice Krieg, I, I said, you'd, you'd know her as the mom in Sleepwalkers. And Phoenix is like, oh, oh God. right, yeah. Um, but I said, <laughs> you know, she always plays these sinister, um, you know, because she's very, very, very beautiful, but she plays these creepy fuckers, right? Like she was the Borg queen in First Contact. Right. And, but, um, and a ghost story. I didn't see that one, yeah. So, oh, you haven't no, seen that? No. Oh, my God. She's so good in that. Yeah. You've got to see that. I will. I love her. She was in, like, Deadwood for a little, like, an episode or something. And I just, uh. she's just got a presence. But um, she was so good as Holda the Witch. Uh, mm-hmm. She, I was like, she never does anything. She doesn't move quickly or she's just really, I said to Phoenix, I was like, you know, the thought of a woman that eats children it is scary if you really think about it because it's sort of overdone, <laughs> but it's like, like that movie made it like, you're just like, Ugh. anyway, I, I enjoyed <laughs> um, uh, Gretel and Hansel quite a bit. And it was just, it is a little artsy. So if anyone's listening and you don't like artsy stuff, then stay away from Oz Perkins, but I love it. So. Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's, it's very art housey, um, which is fine. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I think a matter of fact, you know, a lot of people are like, talking about what's what's being referred to thanks to scream five they're talking about quote-unquote elevated horror right you know like uh you know midsummer and uh, hereditary and that kind of thing i don't have any problem with that yeah i I do think i i think the term elevated horror is very film snobby it is though because it's like oh well this is really good. I don't like horror movies, but this is elevated horror. So, well, I've seen it the other way around because you know. one of the films we're talking about today, Men, there's an mm. article that says Men and the End of Elevated Horror, and it's putting down elevated horror. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, what? There's always been t- different types of horror films, and some of them are artsy. We've had artsy, slow moving horror since the beginning of cinema. Like, that's not yeah. new, you know? And you, you know, like tonight, we have a great mix of like, you know, straight up slasher and then like, like mid shelf slasher. And then we've got, you know, uh, men, which is artsy horror. And, um, are we starting out with, uh, the, we're starting out with Dr. Strange. Yeah. Actually. But w- so what have you, you've, uh, been watching? What have you been um, enjoying? Well, okay. Like I, I finally finished off the latest season of Shetland and, oh. um, I mean, I love that show. Yeah. Me too. And I, apparently they've already filmed the next season for it. But they're like undecided whether they want to do another one. I'm like, yes, yes keep do. doing the show. <laughs> so, so I haven't good. watched the latest season yet. And oh, you I'm, haven't? Yeah, but I will say it's probably my favorite sort of um, sad cop drama. And <laughs> I I did have Douglas Henshaw respond to one of my tweets once. And I was oh, so yeah, excited. I, I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, but he's great because, of course, he plays a really good person in Shetland like he's a good guy and I really I'm so tired of these um cop dramas where the it's like oh he's you know he's a piece of shit he drinks too much oh, like, like, <laughs> he's flawed yeah he's super flawed and like yeah. old and lumpy but um but Douglas Henshaw is able to play good guys and bad guys I've seen him in some real creepy roles too well he the, the thing with the, it's like it does fit into that genre of um 
bleak, mopey cop drama. Yes. <laughs> In like, a windswept it, it, location, right? Like yes. possibly beautiful location. It, it's super cold. Everybody's wearing heavy coats and super thick sweaters, uh, you know, standing against a bleak background yep. looking contemplative and cool and yeah uh but but it's this season was really good it was really good it was very twisty turny um and i i I really liked the way it uh, turned out um uh, i got a couple of box sets um i got well one of them was a box set one's just a double blu-ray uh one of them is a a blu-ray of both dr fibes movies okay and I mean, I love I love Vincent Price, and these uh, movies are so, you've seen them, I assume. Um, no, I haven't. Oh, you haven't? Mm-mm. Oh my God! Yeah, you've got You got to watch. Uh, they're both so good. Uh, I mean, what it is is he's this guy who um, is a magician, or I'm sorry, a musician and an inventor, and his wife was in a car accident, and there were these doctors that tried to save her and she died on the table. So he's presumed dead in the same car accident, but he's really not. And so what he comes back and starts killing off all the doctors that he holds responsible for his wife's death. And he, he kills them in methods that are like the, uh, the plagues visited on the Pharaoh in the Bible. Okay. It's so great. And the thing is, it's, it's not just, it's horror, but it's also very, very, camp and tongue-in-cheek at the same time and uh you know there's like one point where a guy gets uh impaled to the wall with a giant corkscrew yeah like and and so you see them like trying to get the get the guy off the wall by like turning the the thing and you just and there's you see a shot of like the legs going up (laughs) and they're like wait no 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 the screw's going the other direction you know and it, it's it's really it's really well done. It's a lot of fun. They're both really good movies. And uh, uh, the other thing I got was this box set uh, called Cold War Features, or Cold War Creatures. And they're four uh, sci-fi horror movies from the '50s by Sam Katzman. And they're all great in their own way. I mean, there's Creature with the Atom Brain, The Werewolf, Zombies of Moritau, and the infamous Giant Claw. <laughs> which I, I've to this day, I will never understand how mystery science theater has not done that film. Yeah. Yeah. The that's... giant flying Turkey thing or whatever. Um, it's hey Tim, it was big as a battleship. You might, you might not know that they only mentioned it about 10 times. Yeah. in the film. <laughs> uh, but I mean, they did such a beautiful job. I mean, they have beautiful mm. prints and some great documentaries. There's a couple of them. They're like feature length. Uh, documentaries about the making of the different films and then, uh, uh, you know, about Sam Katzman, his career in Hollywood and everything. Um, and then that's a lot of fun. Mm. But, uh, I mean, that's pretty much everything I th- I'm trying to think. Um, um, well, yeah, and of course I've been watching my usual serial killer uh, documentaries and stuff, so, you know. That's, that's always fun. Yeah, I'm... Uh... <laughs> I, I didn't I meant to mention I watched um I think it's 2014's Creep. Have you oh, heard of that one? With, right. Um, yeah. Uh, with with Duplass. Um, I, I don't know. Paul Duplass. I was so yeah. freaking Mark Duplass. Mark Duplass and and the other guy is the other director or whatever. But um ah, what a what a waste of time. I I I don't know like any kind of found footage mockumentary 
where people keep filming well, well past the point where you might actually keep filming, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. 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 So I always have issues with that's one of my biggest things with found footage stuff is like, mm-hmm. oh, no, my life is in total danger, but I better keep right. shooting it. Right. You know, it's like, yeah. no, no, no. Drop the damn camera, dummy. Yeah. <laughs> and like creep is about a guy who is a psychopath, but maybe he's just a little weird. But as we're watching it, you know, the the other guy, I'm like, I'm losing my sympathy for him. He seems to have no self-preservation instinct like you kind of oh, realize yeah. early on. But it's weird. People seem to love that film as well. The sequel is supposed to be really good too. And right, I've I seen just, them both. Yeah. yeah, I just wasn't. It wasn't my bag. So, but I'm I'm glad I watched it. You know, the only thing I liked about it, honestly, was I really, <laughs> I really liked the very, 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 very end. Yeah, that was a good ending. That was just a, like the he's like sitting on the bench. Yep. and you just see him like dum 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 walk. <laughs> yep. <laughs> unfortunately maybe maybe i should say unfortunately i knew what the end i knew what happened in the end and maybe it would have been ruin it yes because Uh, people talk about it a lot and um sure i just i think maybe it would have been a more chilling film because if you you know what i mean because that ending is kind of shocking if you didn't but i already knew which is why i try i try to avoid trailers especially for horror films yeah well like uh, so you didn't see the second one right not yet no okay yeah i i I um, I think the second one's a little better mm-hmm. because I I think it, it's uh th- there's a little more justification for the person hanging around. Okay, okay. <laughs> it, it, I don't think that person's as dumb, uh, but it, it's still it's still kind of like at a certain point you're like, why are you still? Yeah, put I think the damn camera down. Found footage is out. not. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't like a lot of found footage stuff. Me I just, either. I just, it's not my, it doesn't get me going. I, I, it, to me, a lot of it, I mean, there's some artistic stuff you can do with it, but I find largely it's done because it's inexpensive. That's true. You yeah. know, and, and that it's, yeah, anyway. So, <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm sure you thought everything had calmed down after the chaos of Spider-Man No Way Home. You thought wrong, true believers. There's still problems with the multiverse, and someone near and dear to us is behind it all. Can Doctor Strange stop old friend Wanda Maximoff from destroying everything we hold dear? All those questions, plus who the hell is Charlize Theron supposed to be anyway, will be answered in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Every night, I dream the same dream.
we should tell him the truth. I know you were looking forward to this one. Yes. And how did it tickle your funny bone? Did you like it or? I loved it. I I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I mean, I I love Sam Raimi. So, I mean, I Mm -hmm. get get that out of the way. Um, The funny thing, and this always makes me laugh, is when you you see these articles, people are like, oh, my God, this should have been rated R. Oh, stuff in it was just, it was so horrifying. It's like. You need to get out. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, there's nothing in here that's worse than Drag Me to Hell, which was PG-13. That that's so that horror. That's like the first thing I was thinking because first of all, I was, I was like, we need to report record two separate podcasts on this because if you've seen Sam Raimi's horror films or specifically Evil Dead Two, then the horror in this yeah. is going to look super light. And yeah. it does to me and probably to you. It's like light. It's like little like horror flavor. Right. Yeah. But if it's, you, it's like, a, like they threw you some horror Mrs. Dash in there. Yes, it was definitely horror <laughs> Mrs. Dash. And, I, and by the way, I'm not complaining about that. Like, no, I was telling Phoenix and, you know, anyone listening, this is a spoiler podcast. I was like, it was pretty cool to watch Charles Xavier get his neck snapped by a demon. Like, I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, and it, I really liked watching um, John Krasinski get torn apart because I don't like that man. But um, like, I, it, but it, do you it's, say that about Jim Halford? Oh, everybody likes him but me. But um, yeah, like I just uh, I liked the horror flavor, but it was not too scary. It was just it was like no. horror notes, horror Mrs. Dash. I love that. I'm gonna use that. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. it it's uh, <clears throat> it, it very. It, it was funny. Um, I, I've read two different schools of thought. Like people said, oh, Disney just really tamed Sam Raimi, and then I saw the other side of where people were like, mm. oh, Sam Raimi is just not right for Marvel because he just took it over and made it Evil Dead 4 or whatever, you know, right. and I'm like, no, I'm, it, I, I think it was just, just fine. <laughs> I, I enjoyed, I, I think, uh, it, 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 it would have been interesting to see what the, the director of the original Scott Derrickson had in mind. I'm not sure. Cause remember he left the film over creative differences, uh, okay. with, with Marvel. And that's when they brought Sam Raimi in. And uh, so I'm interested what his different take on it would be. Um, but I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I, I really liked the um, uh, the actress who played um, America Chavez. I mm-hmm. thought she was really good. Um, I don't know how to pronounce her name because... Uh, I don't you know. either. I'm, I'm looking at it now. Yeah. <laughs> is, is, I... it, is it 
Never mind. I'm not going to get no, myself not, in trouble we, we, trying to pronounce yeah. it. Miss <laughs> <Ms>. Gomez <laughs> yeah. plays America Chavez, and she's she's really great in it. Um, the the little cameos when they meet the Illuminati in the other universe, yeah, yeah. those were fun. Yes. Um, although it's kind of interesting if you you know they actually they cut out one of them, and, and I'm kind of like, oh, it's kind of a bummer that they did that. Um, but I understand why, because that character, I guess, is going to end up being the villain in Black Panther 2. Okay. And they didn't want to... I don't know. Anyway. Uh, it, it's funny that they brought back Anson Mount to play Black Bolt from that wretched TV series they had of the, the Inhumans. Uh, Inhumans. Yeah. No, uh, was but, it, they, it was, but they gave him was... a comic book accurate costume at least yeah you couldn't tell it was him i it, yeah it's it's kind of like with obi-wan kenobi i'm like hayden christensen's in that like how, like why did they even bother <laughs> you know but yeah no I, yeah. I didn't know who that was and i had to look it up and yeah it was anson mount yeah so um and also i really think now did you ever watch did you watch wandavision on Disney I, Plus. I'll tell you, Tim, I watched it. And as it got more marvelly, I got more bored. And so more like, Marvel-y. as it, yes, <laughs> as it went that direction, where it's a, a big bombastic CGI fight at the end, I just t- tapped out. So I watched, I would say half of WandaVision. Oh, so you didn't see the, the last episode then? No, no. Oh, so were you confused at all with the continuity or? No, because at this point, I'm just too out of the loop. And like you're you are so in the loop because not only do you know the movies, but you, of course, um, know the comics. But I I didn't feel as someone who doesn't track it. I I liked how well paced this film was. It it got Mm -hmm. into the action right away. I felt it had a really simple premise and the callbacks you know, because like there were callbacks to what if, right? The what if series, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. I recognize that. And like you say, in humans. So all of those callbacks didn't get in the way too much for me. But no, I didn't quite understand what was supposed to be happening. Oh. <laughs> well, it, it, the thing that's interesting is because they really did a great job I, with connecting the two. With cause at the end of WandaVision, she's lost vision, although he's he's quote unquote back, but he's not totally himself. Now he's like all white and, uh, but he lacks his memories. Uh, Oh, that's sad. Well, yeah, it's so basically, yeah. So he's basically not the person that she remembers. Mm -hmm. Um, so it ends with her with the, the evil book, the dark hold, which you see in this. And she's, um, obsessing over the book and you hear the voices of her children that she had created in her head in in WandaVision and everything. And uh, so that's what leads her to this movie where now she's obsessed with having her children and, uh, you know, and damn everything else is in the way uh, kind of thing. And, and that, and that is actually straight from the comics. So, Mm -hmm. um, I, I think they did a wonderful job. I think she honestly, this is probably her best performance as Wanda that she's given. Uh, and I thought she was great in WandaVision, but I think she's wonderful here. Yeah, I, um, I it was it's such an eye rolling, reductive role for a woman that all she wants to be is a mommy. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> but to be fair, to be fair, like th- like most of these subplots were fairly reductive in this film, like. 
Phoenix pops in and I'm like, oh yeah, that's the that's the woman that's supposed to be his girlfriend. It's a romance. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Like oh, Rachel McAdams. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like the plot, the like, the interpersonal stuff wasn't like deep with this film, or at least for me, it didn't seem like it. I I still liked it. I like the fruity little magic stuff they do with their little like like glyphs that they form. I love the B movie mm-hmm. monsters. They were straight yeah. up lifted from B movie films, which I loved. I also, like I said, Benedict Cumberbatch, me and him, we're like this now. I'm a big fan. Big fan. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I thought it was pretty fun. It it was really long. Like, it seems like every movie is now, but I wasn't bored, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I loved when uh, – unfortunately, I guess for um, copyright names, they had – or reasons they had to change the name. But they had – when he's fighting the big giant eyeball – uh, with tentacles and everything, that's it, actually uh, Shog Satoth, I believe, but they uh, changed the name to Gigantus mm-hmm. uh, because I, I because it's actually kind of it's from Robert E. Howard, you know, creator of Conan, gotcha. uh, Barbarian, and so I guess they weren't able to use the actual name, okay, or whatever, <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, I I loved that. I loved the all of the um, uh, the the neat little thing. Like you're saying, like the the stuff with their magic. Like I I know I had I, I've heard some people say it was stupid. I love the whole thing of him using like the musical notes mm-hmm. and stuff. I thought that was great. I thought it was great. First of all, frick, it's a it's a superhero movie. It's fanciful. Like it's fantasy. My God, yeah. like you know, because yeah, I saw that. The minute I saw that, I was like, oh, people are gonna laugh at that and think it's corny but i was fine i also like benedict yeah. wong and i, I, I love him he, he got a little more of a part and i was like oh god mm-hmm. he's gonna get killed off and he didn't right right am i right i was actually thinking that yeah that he was gonna be killed off because they because now he's supposedly the sorcerer supreme which is like uh, you know yeah not not <laughs> not accurate it's supposed to be dr strange but i mean i understand how they did it but I kept thinking, oh, they're going to kill him off so Doctor Strange can get that back. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> you know what, what I, mean? I thought was going to happen. And also, like, it's so rare to have an like an Asian man get a, um, you know, like rival Benedict Cumberbatch's part. Like, you know, he's just, it's always a white guy or whatever. But um, no, so I was a little nervous. I thought he was going to get killed, and he yeah. didn't. Um, yeah, I I did like. I feel like the. I feel like the film just had these little tasty horror treats, like the scene where she goes through each of the Illuminati and kills them. It, like it's kind of gruesome, right? You know, like she crunches Black Bolt's head. That was good. Come that on, that was really that was well good. done. That yeah. was really, really well done. Yeah, I yeah. love that. We all like that. That was fun. But um, yeah, yeah. No, it was a fun film, and um, yeah. Zomb- oh, I liked Zombie Strange. I did like Zombie yes. Strange. Yes, wasn't that cool? I liked it. I just it, thought yeah. that was a neat idea. It was like, okay, so like he's basically like Evil Dead, Doctor Strange. Exactly. Uh, there was a <laughs> lot of there was a lot of Evil Dead too in this. Like they had like a book, and they had dead. They practically had deadites. You know what I mean? Like I was like, okay. Oh yeah, like, yeah. He's got yeah. he's got a, like, he's got a whole cape of uh, of uh, dead souls. Right, right. That's great stuff. Yeah, I liked it. And they made they made jokes. He's like, in another universe, I apparently have a ponytail. I was like, oh, like he has a good balance of horror and humor. I was totally fine with it. 
Yeah, they. I liked the. There was a lot of fun stuff, like you know, uh, like you see near the beginning, you see him. It, it's obviously from uh, you know, like another, <clears throat> uh, another universe. Uh, Doctor Strange, where he's got a different costume and the ponytail mm-hmm. and everything. Well, that's actually his look from uh, yeah uh, from the Defenders in the comics. So it was really kind of neat that they gave him that for that little segment and. Uh, by the way, I said that I, I misquoted it. Gargantos was actually Shuma Garoth, not okay. Shog Sawtoth. That's that's uh, H.P. Lovecraft. But anyway, um, I, which I've never known how to pronounce any of that. So well done. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you know, they needless to say, Robert E. Howard, they don't have the rights anymore. So now he's Gargantos. Okay. There you go. He's a giant eyeball. That's all you right. need to know. Tentacles. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what would you give Doctor Strange? For 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 an action film or for a Marvel film, you gotta qualify it for me. Uh, well, well, both of course. Well, I guess for an action film, I'd give it a six because I just uh, I don't like Marvel that much. For a Marvel film, if I'm, I'd give it like an eight. I think it was a pretty good Marvel film. Yeah, I I enjoyed it a lot. I I think I I gave it uh, uh, I think I gave it like a seven and a half. And the only reason I didn't go further with it was because I. I kind of wished that they had gone uh, um, and, and and brought in more, uh, even if they had only been like two second cameos or something, it would have been interesting to see brief flashes of different characters mm-hmm. that I don't, you know, not necessarily like previewing new characters coming, but, you know, obscurities, stuff that just for, like, people like me to just go, ooh, yeah. you know. You know, that's, <laughs> like, probably the best movie we've ever seen do that was, like, literally the Lego Batman movie. Yes. Where I just couldn't believe all of the um, trivia and all of the history that they would cram in there for just, like, a brief scene. And I remember when I watched it, I was like, okay, Tim has got to love this film because it's just got oh, yeah. so much of that shit in it. That was super fun. Yeah, I, I I loved the Lego Batman movie. I thought that was it was a lot of fun. It was clearly made by people who loved the character. Absolutely, yeah. You know, and had fun with it. And you know, I mean, at a certain point, you have to say, you know, it is, you know, despite stuff like um, the Batman, which we both loved, but you know, and that's a great movie, but. You don't have to always be super serious because it is a comic book, right? It is a comic book, and also I do like it when a when a comic book film um, tries to put those Easter eggs in for the for the yeah. original fans. Like they don't, you know. I think that's great. They certainly have the budget to research and put a little bit of that in there, you know. Even if they're just naming a signpost or something in the background, do you know what I mean? Like I love that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, and of course I, I think we 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 we, forco- we forgot to mention two things. Uh, you know, Bruce Campbell is Pizza Papa. Oh yeah, which, of course, yeah. Which was yeah. which was great, and I loved his whole th- his thing at the very end, which was hysterical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you can't tell me that was that whole th- thing wasn't Evil Dead, right? Right. With him right. punching himself for like three weeks right. or whatever. Yes, right. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I, I when I saw when I saw it, somebody you know was near me. He was like. Who's that? And it's when at the very end, uh, after the credits, when Charlize Theron shows up, and she's like, "Oh, we got to go into this dimension or whatever," and boom, they just leave and it's over. Right. Uh, well, that's that's Clea, and she's the daughter of uh, Dormammu, who he fought in the first film, and um, so she ends up being uh, like a. Uh, 
his partner, romantic partner down the road, but she also ends up becoming the Sorcerer Supreme down the road as well. Okay. Uh, so it's kind of neat to see that I did, had no clue that she was going to have that role. So I thought that was kind of nice. Is, is Dormammu that thing that was like a outer space thing or was it yeah it was person? like that the, the giant, he had the, the glowing eyes and that yeah the that giant thing? head the one where he kept saying like oh i want to you know i want to bargain you okay, know and he kept, kept barely coming back coming back so coming back. Charlize theron is his daughter uh yeah okay all right they, which no, is little family which, I mean, resemblance I, I don't know how you're supposed to you know okay <laughs> Uh, let me let me rephrase that. She's not his daughter. She's um, she thought that uh, Dormammu was her father because she was kidnapped by him. Okay. And, but anyway, he was basically okay. he, sort he, of like the Thanos. So. Uh, what's her face thing? Okay, got it. Yeah, Stepdad. yeah, exactly. Yeah, all right. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so yeah, <laughs> so uh, I, 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 we need more confusing stories. Uh-oh. Um. <laughs> So yeah, uh, we, I believe that uh, you we've have got one. We've film. got one coming up. We do. <laughs> yes, confusing stories. <laughs> In the aftermath of a personal tragedy, strong, independent woman Harper retreats to the beautiful English countryside for some me time. She makes awkward small talk with her cottage caretaker, a fusty old country gent, and she goes for a lush and verdant stroll and is stalked by a very weird naked little man. Soon it appears something is very off about this countryside vacation and the village inhabitants, and weirder and weirder events culminate in some twee batshit horror. Listen, that's my favorite kind. But like they say, can't live with them, can't live without them. Men, that is. Hello. Hi. Mrs. Marlowe, yes? Harper, yes. Duff, come in. The words I have to say It's a beautiful house Will it just be you staying? Excuse me? Mrs. Mother? No Until you give your love There's nothing more that we can do Apple from the garden? Yeah, it was delicious No, 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 no Mustn't do that Forbidden fruit Oh, God, sorry, I... I, I'm joking Oh, Tormented. It feels more like haunted. Yeah. Something happened. My husband went upstairs to our balcony and let himself go. You must wonder why you drove him to it. Why well, I didn't drive him to it. I thought it'd be true. But if you had given him the chance to apologize. He'd still be alive. What? A man followed me out of the woods. He was stalking me. What makes you say that? I saw him twice. Twice? I don't know if he saw you once. Play a game. You hide. I'll see. You must feel an awful sense of guilt. Stay away from me. 
So, uh, so what led you to watch this film? I wouldn't have thought it would be up um, there for you. Well, I saw the trailer mm. and I thought that looks interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, and I like Jesse Buckley a lot. Um, uh, she was on the last season of Fargo. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. I'll, you know, give him the benefit of the doubt and check it out. And, um, Wow, I loved it. Uh, it, it. It's it really has kind of like we were discussing earlier. It 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 feels almost like an Oz Perkins film mm-hmm. in the way it's paced, in the uh, the layered sound design, um, and it's it's so interesting because I, I I've gotten into it with people online where they're like, oh, this is some. St- some uh, woman Me Too movie, and they, they hate all men, and blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, have you seen the movie? No. And it's like, okay, well, then you don't know what it's about then. Yeah. Because that's not what it's about. I mean, I, the, the whole, you know. So I ahead. love Roy Kinnear. I love Roy Kinnear. Yeah. And I will say I, I regret watching the trailer because it kind of shows too many things, unfortunately. I really wish I hadn't seen the trailer. But mm-hmm. I saw the trailer and I saw that all of these guys are played by Rory Kinnear. And I was like, yeah. holy shit, I'm going to watch this. And then when I realized it was Alex Garland, the director, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is going to be fucked up. <laughs> like, it's gonna, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, this is going to make me like really uncomfortable or sad or scared or like because right. I, I, I really liked Annihilation. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like there's like a horror in annihilation, but like the predominant emotion I feel about annihilation is like sadness, right? Like it yeah. was such a sad, it was weirdly sad. And like, so I sort of expected kind of a heavy hitting emotional film. And I, I just ended up really, I really liked everything about men. I, um, and I loved the final scene that lots of people, we're really shitty about and i'm like okay so you like body horror and unless it's a vagina giving birth and now you're upset about it it's like but <laughs> but you can watch the thing where a guy's stomach turns into a mouth and chompy chomps so it's like <laughs> that that last like sequence of rolling birth i was like fuck yeah i was like enjoying it so much yeah <laughs> okay i have to tell you when i saw this in the theater there was me and this couple of uh, old ladies <laughs> great Super yeah cozy. They, they look like they were in their 70s or something i'm sitting in the very back and um cause ever since like the whole covid thing i kind of try and sit as far away from people as i can and <clears throat> they're up near the front and and the whole movie you can kind of hear them a little bit you know kind of talking back and forth you know, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you know, and, and then all of a sudden that scene comes along and the one old lady goes, what the fuck is that? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we were all thinking it. <laughs> oh God, I was dying. I was like, yeah. And I like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, honestly, also proof that practical effects are, are number one. No kidding. It, it, it's one. Of, <laughs> it's so gross. <laughs> The way yeah. they do. I mean, it's like everything's got slime on it. 
Um, and the, and- the births get, kept getting more surreal. Like the first yeah. one was as if a man was giving birth and like, yeah. you know, like suddenly, you know, sprouted a vagina. And then each birth gets weirder and it's like the back of a creature. And then by the end, I think he's comes out of his mouth, doesn't he? The final, mm-hmm. um, the yeah. final figure. And I have to say, like, I know we don't we don't talk so much about like themes and all of that. But I I really like the theme of this because like there's been so many movies made with like the divine goddess and the evil like like women's feminine, you know, evil energy um, creation, destruction. It's like, well, here's a movie about the masculine. Like, what's wrong with that? Why can't you handle that? We've certainly watched a million like witch movies, right, about women. Yeah. Like and I really like the scene where she's getting stalked by the naked man and he's outside mm. the the house that was a little tense right because he's like out there and yeah. she doesn't realize he's out there i started to feel like i was like this is weird but i wasn't feeling like threatened like the like it starts out like it's horror but by the end she's not really feeling threatened anymore even though it's like a monster and i just really liked that to where at the very end um and it's her husband and he says like He's very, he's still very manipulative. He's like, I just wanted your love. Yeah. Like, look what you did to me. And she's just over it. She's just like, yeah, you need, yeah. The answer like, is still no. <laughs> she's <laughs> you know? looking at the hatchet and I'm like, yep. Yep, exactly. <laughs> she's like, this is now, it's not going to happen. And I just really liked that because it's like, it, it made it from being scary to being this, like, it was a monster, but it was like a pathetic monster. And I, I don't know. I really liked the little journey the film took me on and yeah, the sound, the, the, um, the score reminded me of like a seventies folk horror film. You know, mm-hmm. it had, it had that yeah. throwback sound and. Well, yeah. I really liked the way, cause you remember there's the scene when she first goes on her little walk and there's the tunnel she comes up on and she kind of tries throwing little echoes yeah. down the tunnel. And the thing that was super cool was like for the rest of the movie, then anytime there was any heightened moment of fear, they they reused those echoes, mm-hmm. and I thought that was so clever. It and was really well so done. cool, yeah, because she um, kind of is just doing noises, but then they layer yeah. it into a song, and like, yeah, that was well done. And again, like I was expecting this from Alex Garland, like like there's like that's you know he's a very powerful you know <clears throat> director, but I just I just really liked it. I, I look forward to seeing it with Phoenix because Phoenix hasn't seen it yet. And mm. I think I will pick up even more on it now that I know the direction it's going because I did yeah. not know what was, you know, <laughs> going down. So let me ask you, did you – okay, we, we, I think we, we, we haven't really told everybody the whole thing. Is at the beginning of the movie, she's having a confrontation with her husband, and he's extremely manipulative, uh, and she just wants to leave. And she wants to end the relationship – she wants to leave and he keeps threatening to kill himself if she leaves. Mm -hmm. And then he does. And she witnesses him flying. I guess he jumps off the top of this tall building and she witnesses his death. And that's why she ends up leaving uh, to go out to the country to get away and get her head straight and everything. And uh, did you make the connection as, Oh yeah. As the film was going where with the, the Roy Kinnear, 
where his his character was starting to get these different injuries. Yep, I totally did. You and did? Okay, I feel dumb because I was not, at the end, I was like, whoa! Uh, no, <laughs> I, didn't, I, I, I didn't get it at all. <laughs> by the time, so I'll tell you when I figured it out. It was the when the, um, so first of all, I felt like the movie was saying you don't know if he tried to kill himself or if he was climbing uh, on the balcony trying to get back in. Yeah, because he does look surprised. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> he does. He's dismayed. But um, yeah, oops. I, I really like the way they they portrayed that abusive, manipulative relationship because it was a fairly light touch. Like it was like there were clues that he was going that way because she's texting her friend and her friend is like, is he doing this again? You know, there yeah. was just like it was like it wasn't heavy handed. Um, yeah, they, they they didn't hammer it home. No, they didn't. They didn't. Yeah. But that was my impression is that to this day she didn't know if he was, you know, that it was more likely he was trying to climb and get back in because he was he was grabbing her phone like he was escalating. He hit her all those things. But right. um, the part where I figured out that the creature was manifesting his injuries, which were of course gross, right? He had a broken ankle and he had right. It was when the naked man comes in and his hand is split, but he also his um, ankle is, is bent in half or whatever. I was like, oh, right. that's because I remembered the scene with the husband and they, right. they showed all those injuries. And I was like, this is great. <laughs> I was like, this is yeah. fucking great. <laughs> so and, and what good gore and like the scene where the, the vicar tries to sexually assault her and he uses his split hand around her neck. I was yeah. like, come on, you can't tell me that's not great horror. That was so yeah. creepy. Okay, he, like, washes say, his hand first. That, the, yeah. The, well, when she first encounters him outside the church, mm -hmm. uh, the, the vicar, I, the whole time I'm just like, you know, he's coming off like he's trying to be uh, uh, friendly and helpful and counsel her, but he's so creepy. There's yeah. just something about him where you're like, ew. <laughs> don't, don't, no, don't, don't touch your shoulder. Don't, right, don't do right. That. He, yeah, right. He's like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and to her credit, she says, fuck off and gets up and leaves. Yeah. You know, like, um, also, putting Roy Kinnear's face on the kid. The kid. That, and I feel like. Was they, that weird or what? I feel like they made it weird on purpose. Like they could oh, yeah. have done a better job with it, but they chose not. I also like the scene where she's in the pub. Oh, my God. And the yeah. um, the cop is very dismissive. He's like, mm. "You saw him twice. I don't think he saw you once." And um, and her landlord is in there trying to flirt with her, and he's like, "Yeah, scrumpers, hang him!" Like he's trying to be funny. Fuck that landlord! I was rolling. He was so funny. <laughs> he was so fucking like there was like literally comedy in this film, even though the film was had all this horror. I I just Rory Kinnear. I love Rory Kinnear, and I was so happy to see him get this opportunity and and i guess the director said that filming the last scene was horrible it was cold and he was naked and all these people yeah. were around and he said he was a trooper and i was like damn like good job son <laughs> yeah i mean it's really basically uh almost a two-person film because he's yeah. everybody else he is yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah with the exception is. of like there's a female cop and, yes uh, yeah and then there's like her uh, her best friend and that you know what's shows weird up is finally Yes, her first. It's either a friend or a sister. What's really weird yeah. is that I didn't understand. Like we saw that it was the same guy, but she doesn't seem to notice that. Like, right. It doesn't seem a, to click yeah. with her that everybody yes. looks like him. Yes, she's annoyed by what's happening and she's getting indignant about how it's going, but she doesn't seem to to. So at first, I thought it was a fantasy, but it's not. The director said, "No, these were the real events." 
And of course, at the end, the sister comes up to her or the friend and she's covered in blood. Like it clearly happened in the universe. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There's like so, the crash car. And yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So um, I wasn't sure why she didn't notice that. That was just interesting. Like it's one of those things where you want to get the director. It's sort of like the lighthouse or whatever. You're like, what the fuck yeah. did this mean? <laughs> like, wait, you know, but you'll never know. They're like, we're not going to tell you. <laughs> right. Okay. Why did you spill your beans? Right. Um, the dire these directors need to spill their beans. It's like, tell us what you meant. Uh, well, and I like the fact, I know they didn't probably didn't do it on purpose, but there's a scene in this near the end that's very much like uh, in the 2018 Halloween with the security lights going on and off. In oh, the yeah. Yard. Yeah. And God, that's, I don't, you know, no matter how many times I've seen that done, it creeps me out. Like you see the person, lights go out, lights come on, they're not there, and you're like, "Oh I, shit!" <laughs> I think that I was, I think that was in Gretel and Hansel too. Or there's some other yeah. recent film, and I'm like, "You're right, it's always scary because you're just yeah. like, I just don't want to look at the screen, man. Like cause something's <laughs> Cause gonna be there, gonna be like right behind yeah. you or something." Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think. Uh, okay, so at the end, um, I think, I think we're both in agreement that that it, she kills the shit out of that husband, right? I don't know. I was confused about. I didn't know if <laughs> oh, she you're not killed. Sure? I wasn't. I, I didn't know if she killed them or if she just got up and left. I just didn't know. Like I'd have to mm. watch it again. Um, because I know you. I know you're saying there's an axe there and all of that, but she doesn't seem angry. She's just like defeated and, but yeah, I guess she would have killed him. <laughs> but fuck. I yeah. mean, she just seemed like by that point where she'd had enough. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's like, uh, you know, because he's because he immediately. At first, he starts, he's like, oh, you know, I love you or whatever. And then, like, he immediately goes back into the manipulation again. Yeah. You know? And you're like, oh, you, like, you just said the wrong thing, dude. <laughs> well, he has no, he has no, he has nothing left. She, she survived yeah. the violent attack. She survived the psychological attack. Like, yeah. so now he's going for the, look what you did to me. And she's, and yeah. I love when she says, uh, I can't remember his name, Jamie, or what, I don't remember what his name is. Yeah. Um, the husband, she says, uh, James, she's like, James, what do you, yeah. she says, what do you want from me? And it's like, that was the moment, you know, that she went, she prevailed because she just, there was no other thing he could do to her at that point, except for try to get her sympathy. <laughs> but it's like, nah, man, you're a freaky fucking monster. And I'm going to ax you to death. So yeah, probably <laughs> she probably chopped him up. I just, I just, I just think that that movie took me through like a very tidy little emotional journey and I loved it. So, Yeah. Yeah, what, what would you give it? Well, I'm going to give it a nine. The, the only way it misfired is there was a little bit of, like, the scene where the, he blows the dandelion on her and she goes into a trance. I was like, what what's going on here? Um, so it <laughs> got a little slow, but I, I really loved it, obviously. And I, I just look forward. I hope he does nothing but horror the rest of his career. Because yeah. I know he's, you know, he did Same like, Perkins, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just stick to horror, you know. So yeah, it, it's what rare a... to find a director that really, really excels at horror. Yeah, you know, does it so well. It's like, yeah, just, just keep doing that. Don't, don't do Captain Corelli's mandolin. Nobody cares. Yeah, I agree with you. Sorry, I think Wes. Horror, yeah, right. <laughs> I think, I think, I agree with you. I think horror is hard to do well. I think spoof movies are hard to do well. I think comedy can be hard to do well. So when you find a director that's good at horror, you're like, please, pretty please, just stick to it for our sake. <laughs> yeah, you know. Okay, I'm going to surprise you, and I'm going to give this a ten. And I'll tell you why. I think this is the best movie I've seen this year. All right. Uh, I absolutely loved it. I went in. I mean, I was excited to see it, but I didn't have really any expectations. Right. 
and I came out of it saying I'm buying that as soon as it comes out. Um, I I think I I I think both actors should be nominated for best actor and best actress. I I think it, it's that good. I I I think Garland should get a director nod. Uh, I'm not saying it should win. I'm saying it should at least be nominated. Yeah, I I will say like obviously there's lots of people involved in making a film, but it does seem like the director and the two leads just worked really well together. You know, you know obviously there are loads more people involved in making a movie, but it was great and like honestly, it doesn't have to be that deep. It was just a great like it I don't think it was incredibly deep thematically. I just think it was a super like fun, like delicious horror. <laughs> and I I think we should point out to people it's not for everybody. Right. If you don't like, if you don't like body horror, if you don't like David Cronenberg type stuff, probably walk away. <laughs> because yeah. the ending will absolutely make you like run for the toilet or something. Yeah. But if you don't like that kind of thing, otherwise, I mean, honestly, and, and the effects in that final sequence is some. It, it's, They're good. It's really yeah. impressive. Yeah. Even if you don't like it or think it's weird or funny or gross, it's still really well done and. And yeah. I think I remember that, like, we all talk about the thing and how great those effects are, but I'm pretty right. sure that when it came out, it flopped and people oh, it bombed thought it time. sucked and yeah. they, they thought the effects were laughable. And so yeah. it'll be interesting to see if, if this film, you know, is never going to have the that kind of place, I don't think, in the horror annals. But I just, um, yeah, like, I, you and I love the body horror. And of course... I'm sure we're both going to watch the new Cronenberg bullshit too. Sure. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're down. We're down for that. Yeah, we're going to watch that gross shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a break for a few minutes and when we come back, it's time for Murderous Gorton's Fisherman and Psycho Crappy Bear Mascots as we we discuss I know what you did last summer and the irrefutable classic Girls Night Out. Want to learn more about horror directors with a lighthearted look at three of their movies? Meet fearless podcaster Gore Blimey. I've been unsettled by bats in the past and startled by parrots, and I've even been known to jump at the odd cockatoo. Discover horror films that are classics, and others, too. There's a topless aerobics massacre, an exploding rock singer, cannibals, nude martial arts, a deep fright But it's not all silliness. You'll get proper movie breakdowns, opinion, and background information, too. Yep, in the 80s and 90s, Jeff Stryker was huge in gay porn. In every sense. So if you're a horror film fan, come and check out the Trilogy of Terror podcast at strangeanddeadly.com or find it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or on your podcatcher. One of those people that has a certain charisma and a certain style, and I'm just hoping one day he'll rub off on me. The Trilogy of Terror podcast, where we try three times harder to give you the willies. Refreshment time. And our refreshment stand is loaded with good things to eat. There's crispy, crunchy popcorn. And hot, delicious buttered popcorn. Lots of candy. And frosty, refreshing cold drinks. Why not treat yourself at the refreshment center now? As you leave the theater, folks, please be careful. Don't let this happen to your car. Be sure to remove the speaker before you leave. If you should accidentally pull a speaker loose, please turn it in at our snack bar or box office. Thank you. And now, on with the show.
And we're back. Uh, so I, I, uh, I'm not sure what you did last summer, but I'm sure that you've got something to offer us. <laughs> As they celebrate graduation for Uber 90s Pretty White Kids with Problems, friends are involved in a grisly accident on a remote highway. Go to the cops? Uh, hell no. If they do, they'll fry for their entirely accidental mishap. So anyway, yeah, let's drag a body somewhere, chuck it into the sea. I'm sure things will work out. A year later, and our four youths, their friendships dissolute after the cover-up and ordeal, find themselves getting stalked by a hook-wielding fisherman and receiving sinister notes in I Know What You Did Last Summer. So the boy and girl are making out, right? When they hear over the radio that this lunatic killer's escaped from an insane asylum. That's not the way it goes. The boy goes for help, and the girl stays in the car, and she hears this, like, scratching sound. No, he's been decapitated. No, he was gutted with a hook. Pre-law, what's the charge for manslaughter? Make a pact. Right here and now we take the Sar grave. For the last year, four friends have kept a secret. Are you on drugs? No. Well, then what is wrong? I've had a rough year. But not all secrets stay buried. Somebody sent this to me. Oh, my God. Someone knows. I know what you did last summer. Ooh. What they thought would be a new beginning. Toast is becoming a dead end. Somebody tried to kill you last night. We have to go to the police. If you want to be dead, he could have done it. And the mistake they made. It was an accident. There was no accident. It was murder. What if he's still alive? Hey! What are you doing here? Is coming back to haunt them. Oh, my God. He's after me, too. I got a letter. I got run over. Helen gets her hair chopped off. Ah! Julie gets a body in a trunk and you get a letter? That's balanced. She's waiting for us to unravel. The wait is over. What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for? summer <gasps> okay so when this came out uh kevin williamson was riding high on a success with scream and um apparently this was actually an old script mm. that he had had for a long time and that he decided because i guess the studio was clamoring for him to do another one and so, uh, you know, Scream Two was already being shot, and they're like, "Okay, we gotta, we want to keep keep the wagon train going here with a, uh, you know, more, more uh, you know, ironic uh, teen horror, whatever." Um, if, if you've ever, if you know anything about the book, there's no murders in the book. Okay, <laughs> which I is kind of interesting. It's, it's one of those, uh, you know, um, young teen. Okay. novels you know ya uh, literature yeah ya yeah and it's not it, it's not a it's not a slasher at all okay uh but i they made it this way and i'm glad they did 
<laughs> and um, it's 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 a lot of fun. It 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 doesn't always uh, operate on logic, but it's a slasher, so I you know I'll give I give it a lot of leeway. Um, I mean, there's characters in this that are murdered that have nothing to do with anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, uh, it's not, th- not their lucky day. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, why did Johnny Galecki just get killed? <laughs> he wasn't because that... there. Okay. But that was such a good kill. That might be like my favorite of all of them. Oh, it's them. a great it kill. So Don't good. get me wrong. Uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's very much like the, the one in, um, uh, uh, my bloody Valentine with the, with the pick through the, the, the chin thing. Yeah. Um, and, but, but I remember watching and going, Hey, he wasn't even there. What? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, it, it's a lot of fun. Um, it, 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 you know, I, the thing I think is funny is that, the, you know, okay. They, they, they run this guy over while they're driving like idiots. And, um, instead of, you know, calling the cops and saying this guy wandered out in front of us <laughs> you know and we want to get him to the hospital whatever no 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 the solu- best solution is to take him to the end of a dock and drop him off <laughs> and and when you realize he's still alive you yeah. just just okay fine just like let him sink um first of all like can we just so i like this movie more than scream and you know i'm not the biggest scream fan but i this movie is perfect because it's not quite campy. You know, it's not as far as camp. Like, it's taking itself fairly seriously. Yeah. It's got some brutal kills. Like, yeah. kind of surprisingly brutal a couple times. It's got one of the best chase sequences I've seen in a, in a slasher with Sarah Michelle Gellar. Right. Um, it's got, like, I will say the plot is a little tiny bit convoluted, which... I feel sure. like that's like a, a giallo hangover in these when it's just really con- you know what it's like oh that person was so and so's dad and he was upset at so and so because he killed his daughter and you're like what who cares man like <laughs> <laughs> I, I the location is good and also you have this like 90s royalty cast like oh, Ryan yeah. Philippe um <clears throat> Freddie Prince Jr Sarah Michelle Gellar and um oh what's her name the one Jennifer I like Love the Hewitt. Least. yes Jennifer Love which they were also good. And I love that Ryan Philippe is completely so hostile the entire oh, film. He is oh, he's so such a prick in this hostile. Movie. <laughs> yes. He is just full. He's got sleepaway camp rage. Like, oh, yeah. And when they, when they accidentally run over the guy walking across the highway in the middle of the night for no reason, and the two, <laughs> wi- the two women are like, we should go to the cops. It was an accident. And Freddie Prince Jr., who is such a, a himbo in this, he's like, "Oh yeah, totally." He's like, "We're we're gonna fry." I was like, "What? No! Like, I don't think you're gonna fry. Like, you just have to explain like what happened, and you might get in some trouble." But I kind of feel like trying to cover up that is and yeah, <laughs> like and committing actual murder because then they actually do, you know, chuck him in the water when they think he's alive, which that now is not an accident. That is murder. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that thing is funny too. It's like you're saying, it's like, oh, we're all gonna fry. It's like, I highly doubt person exactly. sitting in the back seat's gonna get in trouble. Exactly right, right. Like maybe one of you might get in some trouble, but like and I think you we know. know which one. Yeah, exactly. Um, right, right. It, oh. when, when he gets when Ryan Philippe gets killed, it's so funny because I think you're really supposed to like feel bad, but I'm like, eh. 
I have. <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> that scene that is so weak that they go up there and and there's like one drop of blood in that yes. attic. I'm like, he just give got me gutted. a break. He got gutted. He was wearing like a white sweater. <laughs> He's got. I'm like, that's gonna look like yeah, no. Um, I also have to say that I love the first two scary movies, and those movies, mm. especially the first one, um. But maybe even the second, they really relied on I Know What You Did Last Summer. They have Scream, they have Ghostface, but there's yes. a lot of I Know What You Did Last Summer. Like, one of the weird, um, Anna Ferris, she, Cindy Can't, what's her name in that, though? I don't know her name. Uh, she, I think it's like Cindy Campbell or something like something, that. Something, yeah. She opens the note and it's like, I Know What You Did Last Halloween. And, and she has this flashback to where she's like, I don't like in a meadow and making out with her boyfriend. And then she sees, she gets another note and says, no bitch. I'm talking about that guy you killed. <laughs> I have to say, I thought she was so good at playing kind of like a, a, a dimwit yes. you know, blonde heroine. And actually she's brunette in those, but yes. uh, she's so good at playing dumb. She was so funny in those. And yeah. like I said, I, I've, I've, I'm ashamed to say I've watched every scary movie, but the first two were so literally so funny. <laughs> or where um, the scene in the and Ryan Philippe is in the gym, and he finds a note, I think, or a photo, yeah. or was it a photo? And in I know what you did last summer, he finds a Polaroid of how small his penis is. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, it's like Lach Lachlan Monroe, I think, that plays. Anyway, I just when I see this movie, I see the first two scary movies, and that kind of gives me a fond feeling, but. Yeah, and uh, you know that scene where, um, like, Sarah Michelle Geller is like traumatized because she's the only one that witnessed her boyfriend getting killed in the attic or the balcony, right? Right. And then she's in the cop car, and her and mm -hmm. the cop are arguing, and the <clears throat> cop gets killed, like you say, for no reason. That sets off this huge sequence of her running away right she goes to the department store and her sister lets her in her, yeah, sister, her sister gets, gets killed off and, she yeah. goes running through there's like the he he playfully disguises himself as a mannequin <laughs> like, like, what the fuck was that about like, <laughs> he, like why did he do that like he doesn't seem that playful but he's like Tee -hee. that was very like jalo to me oh okay okay yeah but you know the one thing it is funny because scream 2 I think this came out like in um, I'm trying to remember the exact date, but I think this came out like around Valentine's Day or something. Okay. And then Scream Two came out in December, November or December of the same year, and they both have the exact same sequence of being trapped in the police car. Oh, and, right. And, That's right. And, and having to like, try and crawl around to get out with the killer there. I mean, they're almost identical. That's, they're very, very, true. very similar. I forgot about the cop's uh, car in the second scream, which yeah, it's uh, in that one. It's, it's Sydney and uh, her roommate trying to crawl over Ghostface. Yeah, right. And the thing is so funny is like, if you're crawling because they have to crawl over Ghostface to get out of the car. What's why can't you just on your way out grab the damn mask? And pull it off. Why do you have to wait, walk away from the car, then go back to, oh, no, he's gone now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Where Which, did he go? And, and they're not, if I remember, sometimes these movies, they're only looking away for a half a second. And it's yeah. like, he's gone, you know. 
Yeah, there's a little bit of that, like, Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees teleportation going on. Because yeah. the, the scene with Sarah Michelle Gellar, the, or the series of scenes, is really good. and um, It's well, well shot, yeah. Yeah, and she's uh, finally is, like, sees the fireworks and she's running and she sees the main street. That was really well done. And um, he is all of the sudden not only ahead of her, but, like, yeah. again, like, playfully hidden in, like, some tires. Like, I, I'm like, no, he couldn't have gotten it. He couldn't have known what alley she'd turned down. But that scene was still pretty cool because, like, she's almost safe. And then – and, again, it was kind of a brutal kill. Like, it, like the kills yeah. were pretty um, – I know that they – I think that they had different versions that showed blood and didn't show blood. Like, there was some – they dialed back on the blood. Yeah, I but, think they were told to edit down yeah. uh, some of the gore. In it. And I have to say, I thought her – especially since at the time, I, you know, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer just started and I was watching that show – and so seeing her as a victim was really a bummer. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> for, I mean, for yeah. me, because on the show, she's so tough and everything like that. And you see her here and she just gets like just smashed uh, with this uh, hook thing. And uh, and the thing is, is her character, you feel bad for her. You do. You do. You, you feel a lot of sympathy because, you know, she thought that she had this whole life laid out for her. Yeah. Of what her future was going to be. And nope, she's going to work at her parents' furniture store or whatever. The you department know. store. And then she sees yeah. her sister's body. She sees her boyfriend yeah. get killed. She's yeah. subje- she sees that cop get killed. Then she's subjected to a long, pretty pretty intense. And she's, I don't, I think she's like barefoot. I mean, she, it's a really, yeah. it's, I wouldn't say it's a mean spirited, uh, like some of the horror movies we've watched, but it's very. It's depressing, you know. It's like, damn, she really goes through it, and then, she, you know, only to be killed. But um, yeah, it, and I'm I'm glad my uh my little Freddie Prince Jr. survived because he's just <laughs> so adorable, and I believe he and Sarah Michelle Geller are married, and they've been married for oh, many they've years, been married, yeah, they've been married yeah. for like twenty plus years, I think. Yeah, yeah, because I remember they got married while Buffy was still on, and I think okay. it was in '99 or 2000 something like that um, he is so dumb he is so dumb though in this movie oh like yeah he's not bright <laughs> no and like the scene where um ryan philippe grabs jennifer love hewitt by the throat and is like promise you won't blah 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 he ray is like hey man and i'm like i would want my boyfriend to to do something about some guy choking me out but hey bro um, yeah. not cool yeah, he's like hey don't do that but um <laughs> And then there's silly, like there's this the really cool scene where she finds um, the guy's body with the crabs in the trunk, and then yeah. um, it's like whistle clean, like when they next look, like there's nothing. Of course, in the trunk. I'm like, okay, come on, you know. There's never any blood or entrails. Or right, anything. exactly. It's like isn't uh, that stuff hard to clean up? <laughs> um, now you've seen the sequel, right? Yes, I've seen. Oh, I'm ashamed to say I've also seen the third one. Uh, yeah, same here. Uh, I have to say. I love this movie. I love the sequel more because it, 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 you know, you take your surviving characters, right? And then you put them into an absolutely ridiculous situation that nobody in their right mind would put themselves into. Uh, you know, first they win a contest where they give the wrong answer mm-hmm. <laughs> to a trivia question. And they don't suspect anything. So we're going to go to this remote island with a hotel. Mm. And, oh, no, we can't get away because now it's like there's a storm there. You've got creepy Jeffrey Combs 
<laughs> as the hotel manager. Right. You've got Rasta Jack Black selling everybody weed. We're, we're excited <laughs> to see him killed. We're like, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's so obnoxious in that movie. <laughs> It, and and like when you have the clues of like okay you've got the fisherman dude and you know his name's Ben Willis and so it turns out oh no her new boyfriend or friend or whatever his name Ben Willis his name is Will Benson right <laughs> that's right that was pretty dumb I forgot about that yeah and nobody picks up on it yeah I, I feel like they brilliant. were trying – I feel like the, the second one they were trying to make Ben, um, ben uh, Willis a thing. Like they were trying to be yeah. like, oh, he's the new Freddy Krueger. He's new Jason. And yeah. with the third one, I believe they went supernatural with it if I'm remembering. Yeah. yeah. And it was like nobody watched <clears throat> that movie. Nobody liked that movie. It sucked. Um, Plus a shot on videotape. Yeah. I mean it was a shit film. Like the first two were pretty good. But, um, you know, I, I just think the whole, like, vengeful father thing is kind of cool. Like, it's you know, it's, yeah, it's corny. And you have the – and I know what you did last summer. You have the, like, the slight misdirection that maybe it's it's Ray, right? Because of the boat Right. Game. That's and, where they try and play like this and, yeah. like, who done it. But it really isn't at all. Yeah. No, not really. And, um, yeah, then he – I can't – I'm just, like, he gets caught up. Doesn't he get caught? The killer gets caught up in the rope and the netting or something. Yeah, and yeah. he falls in the water. And like, oh, I guess he's gone. I'm like, man, I'd really want to check. Like, I would yeah. really like not just be I want like a body, oh. please. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, so, what do you give? I know what you did. Oh, last I really, I just really like it. I think for a slasher, it's pretty good. So I'm gonna give it an eight point five. Yeah, I'm gonna give it an eight as well. I mean, this is—I think this is one where we uh, agree on a lot here because it—it uh, it, just—it it really is—it's pure '90s slasher cheese with, you know, like you said, it's like '90s royalty cast, and um, you know, and everything, everything just works. Mm. Even even the stupid, you know, you know, it's over or is it ending? Yeah, yeah. Which is oh, right. Just That's right. I forgot about that. Where the guy jumps out at her, and the, but the second one, they're like, "Oh, it was a dream." Yeah, it's like, "All right, come on." Yeah, it's a total dream sequence thing. In the second one, you're like, "Oh, okay." Can I whatever. just like bitch about Jennifer Love Hewitt for half a second? Because sure. all she does, <laughs> she she's a great scream queen in a lot of ways, but she either looks fragile or nauseated. That those are her two <laughs> acting. She's I'm just not a huge fan, but um, yeah, she did well. She did well in these. I mean, she was fine, uh, you know. I mean, for what she was given. Although she does have, she is given that one thing to do that's really stupid, um, where the the camera does like a, a a crane shot. Oh yeah, yeah. And People like, love what that. What are you waiting for? Right. And, and she's spinning, and it's like what you know are you doing? that was. Don't do that. Did you know that that was suggested by a fan? Really? They, yes. Yeah. I will look up the oh, story. God. I saw her saying it on camera and they were like, this is dumb. But it ended up being a, an iconic moment that a lot of people either like or think is funny. And of course, it was used in Scary Movie as well. I remember I, she yeah. does that. Yeah. Because it, it's because it's so friggin silly. Yeah, exactly. it, it, it really it is, is. Yeah. But <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. <laughs> OK, finally. 
Nothing says wholesome college fun like a scavenger hunt, especially when there's a bloodthirsty killer in a slapped-together bear suit with steak knives for fingers on the loose. Everyone wants to win, and what better way to celebrate the championship that DeWitt University just won with some prize of something. Lynn and her jock boyfriend Teddy are too busy bumping uglies to participate, but that doesn't stop her classmates from searching for obscure clues left by the greatest DJ in film history. <laughs> who can stop the bloodshed, you ask? Why, obviously it's Mac the security guard, who exists in his own hoary netherworld, but somehow manages to interact with everyone else. By the uh, time of the usual wacko killer reveal, it's been one hell of a girl's night out. You know what really turns me on? I love to be scared. But lately, things are getting weird. I don't want to be here. I want to go right now. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. No one has seen Janie. And now Kathy's missing. I wonder if they're with that kinky maniac we saw at the party last night. All these weird and kinky things have really got my motor running. I'm waiting for you, Benson. Oh, come on, Benson. I know you're faster than that. What can you expect on a girl's night out? have to say tim i can't believe that neither of us had seen this before i know exactly it's like first of all it's a lot better than other movies we've reviewed on this podcast it's it's yeah. way better than like final exam for instance or graduation well, sure yeah. yeah like it's not bad it's not bad well <laughs> okay first off we have to deal with the the whole um how holbrook thing so okay. Hal Holbrook was in it because his son was in it. Yeah, that's right. His yeah, and his he, doughy son, who is not his doughy of, son, who not is much not of a, an actor. No, no. <laughs> and so he he uh, hey dad, I, can you play Mac the security guard? It'll okay, take maybe that's like is that why he sits on his ass the entire movie? Like, like he Hal Holbrook is. The worst. He's, is he a cop or is he a security cop? He's, he's, he's security guard. He's, he he's campus security. He sits on his ass and does nothing the entire well, time. Well, he answers the phone a lot, and that's important. I guess so. <laughs> and he, he, at one point, he's like, oh, that sounds threatening. Just call me back if it happens again. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. All of his scenes were shot by himself. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah. When okay. you watch when you watch him even when he's talking to someone else, they weren't there when he sh when they shot it. Cuz yeah. you notice you never see any two shots. That's of There him. was a there was a lot of that in this film. There were like yeah. it wasn't just with how whereas one guy's talking you realize, "Oh, these actors are not in the same um in the same, you know, physical space." Yeah. So when he the scene where he is talking to his actual real life son, uh, on the park bench, they're never together in that scene. You see the kid on the bench, you see Mac, but mm -hmm. you never see the two of yeah. them in the same shot together ever. 
And so then the majority of his role, the rest of the film, is sitting at his desk on the phone, getting progressively angrier. Uh, damn it, tell me where this guy is. Isn't yeah. he locked up in the institution or whatever? And it, it, honestly, at, at a certain point, it's, it becomes almost like this is a great drinking game of like <laughs> how many times is he talking to no one? Yeah. Um, <laughs> even at the end, like the big climax where he like busts in, you know, on the killer. They're never together. That's right. <laughs> Several actors. They, I will, I will say, despite that, like, it's kind of well put together. The continuity is well put together. Like, the film is not as amateur as some of the films we've watched. Um, no. It's, I, will, I was laughing because you know how we talk about Sleepaway Camp. The camp has this weird hostility. Everyone oh, that, there that is that level of rage furious. at 11. Yeah. yeah. Everybody is furious. <laughs> like, something's in the water. This campus, everyone is glib as fuck. Like, oh, yeah. Is yeah. Oh, yeah. Constantly. There's that scene with those two annoying guys in the beginning where they're making all these jokes. <laughs> yes. And they're doing all these really cool impressions like W.C. Fields and stuff. Which, and um, oh, yeah. I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, OK, you're going to kill these two off later, right? Because that's why we have to sit here and watch them be annoying. And nope, no, nope, you don't kill them off later. They, we just had to. It was like a protracted yuck, yuck scene. There was. And there's so many talk. So many people are talking about their relationships the whole movie. Oh like, yeah, they have the whole sort of sideline romance, right? With that um, that gal, she looked like a young Kathy Baker, and um, <laughs> and our main sort of our main character. Oh, what was his name? They and they always were telling well, you their name. Yeah, I mean, there's basically there's there's uh, Teddy, Teddy and Ratliff. Lynn. And Lynn, Lynn was from Revenge of the Nerds. She was like okay. the unattainable, you know, rich girl. Okay. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Well, so, so, but they, do you notice in this movie, they kept saying everyone's first and last name. They'd be like, oh, yeah. Teddy Ratliff, Don Sorensen, Katie yeah. Kavanaugh. It's like, I, they're really yeah. happy with their little screenplay names because they, everyone's like Mike, Mike Pryor. Um, but yeah, the whole movie, everyone's talking about their relationships and it was weird. It was almost like this film wanted to be about relationships, but it's like, this is a slasher. And, uh, I did like the premise of like the mascot, you know, outfit and the knives. I also, I, I don't usually figure out who the killer is because I don't care. I think it's pretty obvious. <laughs> but I, I did in this case because at the very beginning, the the two grave robber tropes are burying the the guy in the, in the asylum that killed himself, and they say his sister paid for the burial. Yeah. And then we never saw a sister again, and so I'm like, well, that's clearly who the killer is because there was no – but I will say for a hot minute, I thought it might be um, – who was the tall, gawky guy? The blonde guy that are they talking, uh, oh, are you talking about Maniac? Maniac Krizniak or whatever, because yeah. he was kind of in it at first, and then he goes missing in the film. You don't see him at all, and so then I was like, oh, maybe he's the killer, but no, he just there were so many weird relationship loose ends. Like, just why do you why you drag us? Who cares? Who cares about Don Sorensen <laughs> and Teddy Ratliff? Nobody cares. <laughs> well, I, I I do agree with what you're saying about like the 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 glibness of the character you had those two guys you know and they're like like okay wc fields impression and <laughs> uh, you know and then oh i'm gonna do an impression of uh james mason from uh, you know whatever and you're like 
first of all, how many teens in yeah, the exactly. 80s are doing impressions of these yeah. long dead actors? Right. And some <laughs> of them were bad. I was like, I can tell that is an impression, but I don't know who it's supposed to be. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and they were all really, really impressed with their own sense of humor. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> Everybody's just making wisecracks. And like Maniac and Teddy, the two kind of hunky like basketball player guys – they're sitting on each other's lap the whole fucking film. I'm like, I oh, like, I know. This would be great if it ends up there's some kind of gay angle, but there wasn't. But they were. There was a scene where they're in the apartment drinking, and for no reason, the two men shirtless are like literally sitting on each other's lap, and there's a whole yeah. apartment. I'm like, yeah, straight guys don't really do that very much, but okay, like, yeah. yeah I, <laughs> it's funny you were saying that because I was watching it. I the whole time I'm going, um, yeah. They got exactly. girlfriends, right? <laughs> I thought, I thought, and like, not only do they have girlfriends, but they're always making a big deal about their feelings about their girlfriends. Like, there was way too much relationship. I'm like, am I watching like, I don't know, some Woody Allen film? Like, I don't care. Like, to get to the <laughs> well, slashing. I love the like the later on. There's like a scene uh, with with, with uh, Lynn and Teddy in bed together. Yeah, and they just, in a and tiny. Just, like, yeah, it's a small bed. It's, it, it's like they, they, you, you were seeing some. I think somebody got killed, right? And then they cut to them sitting in bed, and she looks disappointed. Right, right. <laughs> she looks really – her arms are folded. She looks pissed off, and he just kind of looks like, sorry. <laughs> and it all – its what's weird is it all happens in one night. And so after that yeah. scene, I think, doesn't he go off and have a whole romance with Don well, he has Sorensen? sex with somebody else. Yeah. yeah. And then they have a big talk about um, – how it's not going to work out between them. And I'm like, great. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. We just met the <laughs> two of you and you guys are like, they're having this tragic, Oh, it'll never work. I'm like, no one cares. It was just odd. And then they had, um, I will, here's something. Okay. The scavenger hunt was kind of cool. The, the premise of a scavenger hunt that's <laughs> campus wide that goes all night. And those clues were kind of cool. Like the actual clues were kind of cool. Like that. I was like, I couldn't figure them out. But then when they, uh, apparently that campus only has one beech tree though. Because like, one of the yeah. clues involved in the street. I think you're forgetting the important thing, which is the great DJ guy. Yeah, he was he was a sexy, pure sex. He was gold, <laughs> solid yeah. gold. Okay, wait, who played? Was that was that anyone who played anything else? I keep looking on the cast list. I can't see anything that says DJ. I don't know oh. who the hell he is. All I know is his line reads are friggin' classic. Because it's like he he gets on there and he's like, yeah. Here we are, everybody. We just won the DeWitt Championship. By the way, it's DeWitt. Why do they keep saying DeWitt? It's weird. Uh, you know, and he's like, uh, so uh, here, here's some songs to rock out to. Yes, sir. It's The Loving Spoonful. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that was another weird thing. Is because, first of all, I was impressed that they had the money to play a couple recognizable right? songs. But it was literally two Love and Spoonful songs more than once. And yep. then it was like, not Tommy something in the Shondells. It was like... Yeah, it was something from the 50s or something. Yeah, which again, this is an 80s campus, but okay. Mm -hmm. But like, they, it's like, oh, they, they could buy three songs and play them over and over. And like, I... But it was weird that they even had like the Love and Spoonful. They had recognizable songs. They had yeah. uh, Hanky Panky from whoever that... Tommy and the Shondells or whatever. Right. It was right. just weird. It's like they bought four songs, I guess. It was just fun. I was like, okay, I don't really need to hear like Summer in the City yet again. Like, why would the DJ play that more than once that night? But okay. <laughs> I know. Uh, okay, so, <laughs> okay, two things. First, um, 
the killer reveal. <clears throat> now, I picked up on who the killer was really early, especially when they showed the picture of Dickie Kavanaugh from uh, like the college yearbook. Because mm-hmm. it was clearly Ratanya Alda with short hair. In that picture. I didn't. They, I didn't uh, figure that out because I didn't uh, know her. So, but yes, yes, it was. Because yeah. if you remember later, Mac, the security guard, is drawing. Yeah, hair, that was hilarious. That was funny. You know, around like, oh, now I see who it is. That was good. <laughs> Which was like, a, <laughs> it was like an etch a sketch kind of a. Yeah. It's like, oh, what the hell? Anyway, I, so I knew that I knew that was great. It was, I knew it was her because um, of the age of the person. It's like, okay, the only, I knew it was a woman because when the killer starts whispering in these types of films, it's often a woman, right? Because they have that like whisper voice, right? Well, of course. That's what that, again, that's very, very um, Dario Argento Mm -hmm. kind of thing. You know, that, gotta talk like this. Right. Number three. You know, uh, but the thing was great though. I have to hand it to her. She does a, re- a great job in the in the big, you know, reveal scene. There was a cool uh, moment where she switched back to her other personality. Yeah, because that like, was she, good. Obviously, they modulated the voice, right? Yes. Yeah. When she's talking like that, you know, but then she all of a sudden goes, "Oh, you know, like no, he's right here in the freezer." Yeah, that was good. That was you know, good. I don't get that. It's like why? Why did she put the glove on the dead body? That yeah. was weird. What? Yeah, the and you the can knives, see her breathing. By yeah. the way, that was so funny. Phoenix thought that um, he was still alive because of the breathing. I said no. That was just oh. bad filmmaking. I was like, no, yes. he's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he hung himself. He's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a real, a real death on. But um, yeah, that whole like. What they oh and they okay first of all they ripped off Psycho with that ending but they also mm-hmm. they also earlier in the film they're like show your Psycho impression and I was like MSC3K oh says it don't mention a better film in your shitty film yes like, don't yes do it. and the guy turns around and like that was a shitty impression like they went like and that's a really old movie and what like dorks yeah yeah that was yeah <laughs> and the okay the the last thing is. Now, one of the things that slashers get accused of, especially 80s slashers, is misogyny, right? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> every time this giant crappy teddy bear thing kills somebody, he's like, die whore! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, every time. And it's like, and it's done in a way that's like ridiculously, you know, what was the point kind of a thing where he's like, yeah, shut up, whore, die, bitch. You know, and you're like, right. why? <laughs> what was the point of that? I, that? There was like that tiny clue, though, because he runs, she, uh, the bear suit killer, runs into Lynn and doesn't yes. kill her. And Yeah, what but was then that? You rem- well, she said earlier, Lynn's a nice girl, um, which was a funny funny line because all of the boys are cheating on on their girlfriends. But yeah, then it's like, yeah. oh, it's the girls that are whores if they cheat. It was just very goofy. Yeah, um, the only, only guy she really kills is the the guy to get the bear costume. Uh, what was his name? He was like the he was implied to be the sort of uh, the poon hound, right? Like he was. <laughs> what was his freaking name? 
You know what's uh, one thing yeah. Phoenix and I commented on is like a few of the guys in this film were pretty good looking, and that's kind of rare yeah. for for low shelf slashers. Usually the guys look like trolls, but like yeah. there were some handsome guys in this movie, like a handful uh, of handsome guys. It was kind of funny. Benson, Benson was the guy that was yes. The... Oh, by yeah. the way, I should tell you that David Holbrook. Uh, is now a practicing psychiatrist in Lebanon, New Jersey. So, oh my God! Yeah, yes. <laughs> I wonder if he's uh, encountered any uh, any serial killer mascot any, wearing any Barneys, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> who who uh, take on their dead brother's persona. I guess um, the acting acting career didn't work out for him. So. But he looks. I, I he looks the guess. same. He just has gray hair now. He looks exactly like he did in the movie. And they, they did a <laughs> yeah. good job with the red herrings. They did a good job with the red herrings because he was a uh, kind of pushing the. He pushed his girlfriend around, and you know they had yeah. a few red herrings. That was cute. Yeah, and he, like you know, uh, there's the, the the jealousy of you know the what the Mike character because right. she was fooling around, and uh, with Benson. With Benson. Yeah. And uh, and she, you know, by the way, uh, Lauren Marie Taylor, you know, Friday the Thirteenth. I was gonna say she looked really familiar. Part but two. She was in, she was in the second one. I barely remember yeah, she, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, uh, she had the crush on the guy in the wheelchair who gets the machete in the face. Oh, that was, that was a nasty kill. Which is a great one. kill, by the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the thing that was funny in that movie is she's, she thinks she's gonna be getting with him. So she goes and changes out of relatively sexy underwear into brown panties. I oh. remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember going, wow, that was the height of sex. She thought it would be sexier to go with brown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. They're together oh humping in heaven somewhere. That's right. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, I knew I'd, I recognized her, but I didn't know where from. So yeah, there's a bunch of different recognizable yeah. faces. Like I said, like you know, Julia Montgomery from uh, <coughs> Revenge of the Nerds, and of course, you know, Hal Holbrook, and uh, <coughs> such a but, shitty. <laughs> well, it's just so funny because I, I mean, they really, you know, you could tell it's like Holbrook is like. <sighs> I'll do yeah, this for my freaking exactly. son, I guess. It is like that. Yeah. You know, because he's phoning really, it in. Yeah, he looks like he's just irritated to be there the yeah. whole time, you know. But, you know, even at the end when he's like, Katie Kavanaugh, you're not Dicky, you know, or whatever, you know. Dicky's dead. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, but even then, he seems like he's kind of like looking at his watch, you know. Yeah, exactly. He did not, <laughs> he didn't bring. The, but the rest of the cast, Phoenix and I said, there, there's a lot of energy in this cast. Like they're, they're, yeah. the, And actually, some of the dialogue is pretty cute and pretty lively. And, and as corny and like glib as it is, it, it, there is a ring of um, like genuine. Like the dialogue was better than a lot of the slashers we watched. Like, and the characters were a little more appealing. Like they were people that you felt like you knew. Um, Although all of the guys were just these sort of like coonhound types. <laughs> and also you can't tell at the end if, if Teddy Ratliff lives or not because. Well, she stabs him, but we don't she know stabs if she stabbed him, him enough to kill That's him. That's right. We don't know. And they don't even show it. That's kind of weird because. The he same was thing the with closest. Dawn. Yeah. But Dawn was injured, but she looked like just, you know, her shoulder or something. Like she was, she looked like yeah. she was going to live. But Katie stabs Ratliff, and you never see that. You never hear a peep. 
probably because, like you say, Tim, they were filming these people in separate scenes by that point. So, well, uh, from what I read, apparently they literally shot this over a weekend. Okay, well, well um, done. Yeah, and I guess done. they were, yeah, they were shooting like twenty-four hours a day, and they slept in shifts. Like the cast members, like if you're you're shooting during, you know, midnight to six, everybody else who's not shooting sleeps until noon or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. And so I, I have to say for something like that where obviously they were really up against it time-wise and money-wise, I, I think they did a decent job. I agree. I actually you know? think it's not it's not the most incohate slasher I've ever seen. And <laughs> um, it was, like I said, it weirdly had some warmth to the script. Like it was a little, like cooler than i thought when i first started watching i was like oh, this is gonna be another fucking fight uh you've made me watch so many bad slashers but yeah no it's fine it was fun and um, i think you meant great films yeah did i yeah yeah i, I think <clears throat> i think strip nude for your killer might be the, so bad possibly the to... best with the greatest hero yeah the yeah. hero that we deserve just like Gotham City. That hot, the x-ray was pretty bad. That others. I love like, x-ray. <laughs> the one that was practically a porn in that hospital that had our the Barbie favorite. Barbie Benton. Uh, what was the one with the, what was his name? The the creepy guy, the blonde Klaus Kinski. Oh, my God. Oh, Maybe God. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm never going to trust again. But, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Girls Night Out was not too bad. Girls Night Out. Like, keep it at that level. I'm happy. I'm Oh God! Now see, now you're making me want to like get another Kinski film in here. I know you're gonna dig <laughs> deep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, let's see. Oh, we didn't. Oh, we didn't give. What, what do you give Girls' Night Out? A seven for a slasher. It's pretty fun. Yeah, you know, I'm. I, I I'm probably gonna give it. Uh, mm, I'm gonna give it a six, and the reason why is because I think. For a lot of it, it struggles to find a tone, mm -hmm. you know, because it go like, half the time you're like it's Porky's, mm -hmm. and then the other half of the time is you know die whore, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then the, you know, then the other you know extra couple of times it, it's it's uh, Hal Holbrook in his weird uh, other dimension um, <laughs> where the, no one else exists, <laughs> yeah. Hal Holbrook, uh, but, Hal Holbrook yeah. definitely brought the caliber down in this film for sure. <laughs> uh, I I I, I kind of wish I could have like asked him about it. Like, tell tell me about your role in Girls yeah. Night Out. <laughs> How was that paycheck? Yeah, yeah. Uh, was it worth it for your your son's career? Uh, so I think the next, I think one of my picks next time will be the Black Phone because I'm pretty sure that that yeah. is going to be out by then, right? So uh, it comes out at the end, near the end of June, I believe. Okay. I'm hoping, yeah, because I wanted to see that too. It was supposed to have come out back in February, I believe, but they mm, yeah. they had postponed it. So. <clears throat> Uh, well, thank you for listening. You can always get a hold of us via our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter feeds, or write to us at moviemorgue1 at att.net. Uh, I just wrapped up my 22-episode run on Dan Budnick's eventually Super Train podcast, mm. with the last episode uh, being released last week, I believe. Uh, I, I forget, are you appearing on something? Um, well, I'm not... Um, I think I'm back on uh, effectively speaking 
pretty soon to talk okay. about another alien character, but um, I'm not sure when that's when that's happening. Ah, all right. Okay. Uh, well, also, uh, as stated before, I'll be appearing on the Hysteria Continues uh, on their Patreon uh, podcast, so it won't be yes. in their regular feed. Uh, and we'll be discussing We Are Still Here with Barbara Crampton and Larry Fessenden. Everybody loves Larry. Mm. Uh, until next time, remember, with great power comes great responsibility, and we will see you in August. Right on. so horny.